Hey guys, welcome to the Bag of Boris Cast, episode number 407. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. We're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways. The first being the Weekend Geek, bringing you the top geek stories of the past week. Next is the Q, the thing that we are looking forward to watching, reading, listening to. Uh, uh, who knows in this crazy world we live in? Then we follow that up with our weekly rotating main topic. And this week we're doing something a little bit different. John's actually got a trivia game set up for us. So he's going to be running that. And it's going to be me versus Paul. Yeah. Ooh, we got a nice who's gonna win? a nice little pub trivia. And when you're at pub trivia, you drink. So I'm, uh, what are you guys drinking out there? I'm drinking a beer I don't really like. <laughs> this is uh, from Hamburg Brewing. Just saying. Volume 4, Rotating IPA Series. This is their Indian Pale Ale, brewed with Sabro Hops. S-A-B-R-O Hops. Uh, This is their, oh boy! Uh, This is a series of fresh-released Indian Pale Ales that they name after things they hear while brewing. And apparently they hear, oh boy, quite a bit. So, uh, I've liked most of these runs. I like the... The first two series, I don't remember the third one, but this one has like a sweetness on it that I just do not enjoy. It's just, I don't know. It's not for me. It's it's not citrusy, and it's not piney. It's just a weird flavor. I, I don't know. I, it just tastes off. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get Sabro hops. Yeah. Hey, that's okay. I might. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're allowed to. You're allowed to not like everything, and then you're also allowed to just kind of but, mumble to yourself and <laughs> crack open another beer uh, yep. on a podcast. Uh, so, Paul, Paul, would you put that one at a four out of five as well? <laughs> See, that's a joke for us because on his Untapped, Paul puts everything at four out of five. It's going to get a two point nothing. No, it's it's actually I'm gonna put it as a one point two five. Is it really that bad? Because usually, I like I think I have stuff like Labatt Blue at like a two. Yeah, I, I would rather drink if I had a Labatt right now or this. I would drink a Labatt. Like it's not. I don't know what's going for, and whatever it's going for, I don't want to be there. Like it's. I just don't get it. Like I don't. So, I don't like it. So what are you putting it at? Just out of. Just so I can look. 1.25. 1.25. Okay, because I'm going to scroll through. Okay, I'm going to go to untapped. And John. Yeah, I'm John. Did you want to talk about the drink you're drinking? Sure. I'm drinking from Resurgence Brewing Company, local brewing. This is called Social Distancing. uh, And they're calling this a Buffalo-style IPA, 5.9%. Super hazy. Um, obviously, it's in, uh, obviously to me because I'm looking at it. It's in the New England IPA style. It's a really nice, super, super easy drinking beer. Um, this was canned on April 29th, my birthday, and this is actually this beer kicked off their social distancing line of beers. They're beers that they're brewing especially for this time and releasing at the brewery and i actually have another one of these uh for my next beer 
Um, but this is actually really enjoyable. Um, it's not like it's very crushable as in it's easy drinking. You could drink it fast, but I actually feel like when I'm drinking it, I'm enjoying it and I'm enjoying how it's, you know, evolving on my palate that I might not just gulp this down, but take, take these sips in it and really enjoy this beer. This is nice. And who knows if they'll ever make it again or they'll make it again and call it something else. And I won't, won't know (laughs) until I drink it again. My beer is coming from Hidden Springs Ale Works in Tampa, Florida. And this is their new Drone Thugs in Harmony. And this is a Berliner Weiss with passion fruit and hibiscus. Uh, the last beer I had with hibiscus in it was the Dragon's Milk Hibiscus Blend, which I did not like at all. Like, it was it was bad. Um, and I think I put that one still over what Paul's putting his beer at. Um that was a drain pour for me. And like, I very rarely do that with beers. Uh, but I decided to give this one a chance just because I've really enjoyed everything else I've ever had from uh, hidden Springs. And I have to say this one's a lot more of that passion fruit up front. It's super tart. Like this is definitely a sipper beer. It's good. It's tasty. It's just, if you take any more than like a sip, it's just like a tongue punch. It just hits you and you're like, Ooh, tart. Um, I'm enjoying it though. I don't know if maybe I'll let one of them like warm up a little bit. Maybe I'll take off some of that tartness to it, but it's pretty good. I think I put it in at like a three, two, five. I mean, it's something I'll definitely enjoy the rest of my four pack. I don't know how much I would get it again, unless I just saw it somewhere. It was like, Oh, you know what? It's a hot day outside. Let me, let me crush one of those. Not bad. I don't, if I see hibiscus on the label, I am going to steer clear of it. See, this has like no hibiscus on it. Like this is all just like passion fruit tart. Like I wish there was something else, like else there to kind of level it out. And I don't even want to say like, I wish there was more of that hibiscus to it. Um, just like something to level it out. Cause I took a sip a while ago and my tongue's still like tingling from it. <laughs> It would be. It would have to be from a brewery I really, I really respect, or I really do enjoy their beers. And it would have to be something like like a hibiscus guava sour. I think I would like. I really like guava, so let's see what it's going to do. And a lot of times, people add the hibiscus just to help color the beer, and it's not really for taste but you always get like a bittering from it and that's usually yeah, what well I- that's that's really what happened with the uh, dragon's milk because it was the raspberry hibiscus dragon's milk and i thought that would be good like i imagined a lot more of the raspberry on it but it was just like that i can't remember how i described it when i had it on the show but it was like someone like crushing flowers into your palate like, it just it wasn't enjoyable at all though i was when i went to the beer store i was hoping that they had the new Dragon's Milk, and then I was hoping they also had the uh, Grapefruit Masagave. Unfortunately, they didn't, but, you know, I got some other stuff that I'm enjoying. I picked up a bottle of Angel's Envy, too, because, you know what? <laughs> I'm getting those unemployment checks now. Yeah. Right? It, it felt great waking up the other day and looking at my bank account and being like, oh, wow, that's that's a good amount of money. Hey, that's some Angel Envy money right there. It is. I want to actually get a, um, a bottle of the when I was finished in the Caribbean rum barrels, but they didn't have it. Just like the port wine one. 
Uh, that'd, be good. Good. that'd be good in the rum barrels. Uh, I And I have to say, like, Paul had bought me you know, last year or the year before a bottle of um, – yeah. what was it? Uh, uh, ba- Basil Hayden. Basil Hayden's. And, man, that was a – that's a good bourbon. I, that's just – that's all around really good. Like, you posted that, that you were drinking it, and I'm like, oh, man, I've heard great things about <laughs> Basil Hayden's. Like, I think I think I should try to get that for, you know, <laughs> forgetting that I bought it for you. Yeah. Well, it was the one like I hadn't I hadn't opened it because in for for a weather wax, which is what I am, uh, we don't. We if somebody gives us a bottle, we like to share that bottle with that person. Usually, and I make Paul do this whenever I've given him a bourbon. Like you open it and you both take a slug out of the bottle. That's just what my family does. And uh, I waited um, to have this with Paul. I also put it in my liquor cabinet and forgot about it uh, <laughs> until I was sitting there and I was um, – what was that? I was making ribs. I was smoking some ribs and I wanted to mix bourbon with uh, apple juice to um, spritz it and then braise it and uh, the ribs. And I was like, oh, I'll have this bourbon. I it. Paul gave it to me, so I cracked it open. I I videotaped myself saying, hey, Paul, I'm having that bottle. I'm sorry it's without you, but weather wax tradition, and I took a slug out of the bottle, and I went, man, that's really good. This is a really good bourbon. Thank you. And then um, I sent the video to Paul, and I sent right after it, really, really good bourbon. And Paul was like, what's really good? And I was like, the bourbon in the video I sent you is like, I didn't get a video. And then, like, hours later, he's like, oh, that picture you sent was a video. Yeah. I didn't realize. Well, because he sent it to me and I'm working. And I, I just kind of glanced at my phone and I'm like, oh, what's really good, bud? Like, I because the video doesn't pop up in the, you know, in the you, you were like on the home screen. You know, on the home right. Screen. Was I working? No, or? it was a Sunday, dude. Sunday Sunday morning. I was busy. I was just busy. I didn't have time for your shit, John. <laughs> I might have been out running. I could have been doing housework. You know, I don't know. Um, Thirty second long video. No, Too busy for it. Twenty three seconds. It was twenty three <laughs> seconds long. I didn't notice it. I got the message. Uh, you got you got just a really bad picture of my face. <laughs> We're like, oh, John sent me a picture and said, really good. And I was like, nah, it's not. It's just his face. <laughs> like, well, I'm glad he's growing back his beard. You know? Um, yeah. <laughs> that, that's how it worked. Because the video picture doesn't show up on the home screen, so I probably just responded to what you said. I don't remember. I'm trying to make up excuses for Passball, but Passball is a fuck. Yeah. Pa- Passball doesn't even remember what he was doing. Passball is too important. <laughs> yeah. Past Paul is, uh, he's also, um, Vacation Paul. Oh, yeah, there are no rules. There are no rules. It's a, it's a crisis. It's a world health crisis. It's, there are no rules. It's vacation rules apply. Drink when you wake up, drink right before going to sleep. If you find a bottle near you, drink it. It's fine. It's just nothing really matters. Nothing matters. Nothing normally matters, but even now. 
Doubly so. Nothing matters. Uh, yeah. And that'll get take us over into our news garden, Paul. <laughs> Where hey. we're, we're going to talk about things that we, we think matter, right? Nope, none of it matters, I've heard. Uh, no, no, what, why, do we, why do we even you know do this segment? Matter? You, know what, you know what the really doesn't matter? Uh, the new New Mutants Twitter page posted a picture today that said New Mutants. It said, uh, they said, we're back. And then it posted a picture of New Mutants. In theaters, August twenty eighth. So, guys, do you believe it? No. Well, I believe they wanted to come out on that day, but you know what? We'll see what happens. It, it. I mean, it is a joke. I mean, how many times has this movie gotten pushed back? Uh, it's funny. Uh, the other thing that happened too is like, was it last week? Amazon um, put up a pre order for like streaming it and everyone's like oh without a date on it it just said like you could purchase this movie for streaming um when it's released which everyone's like oh i guess this is going to come out and now now it has a theatrical release date i'm doing a search on amazon right now um i'm actually already there and again no no date, just as yeah, the title's it... currently unavailable. And then, but here's the thing I don't like about this is people, there's already six ratings for the movie. And it's like, release the movie, giving it five stars in, in anticipation. I honestly don't care how good a movie uh, this is going to be. Like, people are just saying, like, hey, put it out and, like, putting it at five stars. There's a, in, in the board game world, over on Board Game Geek, there's a lot of that where people will be like, this board game's overhyped, zero stars, and the game isn't even out yet. Like, it's so weird. This like, well, I want to be first. I want my opinion heard before anybody else. I think this beer is terrible. I'm going to put it at a four out of five. This is Paul. <laughs> yeah, that's how he signs all of his beer reviews too. This is Paul. <laughs> this beer's okay. Exactly. Oh, what'd you rate it? A four out of five. What? I love this beer. I don't want to do anything but drink this beer. Oh, what are you going to rate it? Four out of five. Oh. It's got to be upper echelon to get that five. Jeez, <laughs> uh, oh, I just closed my thing where it had all the news. You guys realize when I do most of my uh, rating on Untapped, right? The day the, vacation. Oh, I was going to say, like, the day after you had the beer, you're like, eh, four sounds about right. It's during a vacation where nothing really matters and ratings really don't matter. But more news. More news. Uh, what else we got? Uh, Netflix is uh, going to be releasing a TV adaptation of the uh, Jeff Lemire comic book Sweet Tooth. Um, brought to the screen, produced by uh, Robert Downey Jr., um, starring um, Christian Convoy, who will play the lead character. James Brolin as the narrator, and uh, Will Forte, Nanso Anzi, and Adelaide Akhtar, um, to name a few. Um, this is a book that I shared. Be- I shared this news to the group because I remember Paul reading and liking, and I'm I'm pretty sure Paul read a lot of this book 
And Paul was like, oh, I read like an issue. And I was like, I thought you read more. Uh, maybe a trade. I'm pretty sure yeah. he read almost the entire series. I just don't think he I don't remembers. Remember it, though. Uh, yeah, but I don't think you remember. I don't think you remember a lot. That's true. You know why? (laughs) I don't don't know. Insane giggle? (laughs) Yes, it does matter. It does. (laughs) Uh, This is something I enjoyed reading. I didn't finish it. Um, I think I actually just recently purchased the first volume because it was on sale. Um because I was going off of Paul's recommendation for liking it. And I think we, I don't, I think we read the first issue for look back, but we didn't do it as a trade in policy. Yeah. Because I remember checking it out and not being a fan of it. And I don't think I read any more than that first one. And it was a book that always interests me, but I never got around to reading it. And I just figured, ah, someday. Um, so I wouldn't mind checking it out. I think it's, got an interesting cast i think it's um interesting that this is like for one of the first things that robert downey jr is going to produce out of all the things that he could produce like this is the thing that he's going after i think that's kind of interesting but yeah i'm i'm willing to check it out i'm going to read that first it trade and uh, maybe my anticipation will go down for the the series to see where this goes I don't know. <laughs> Something else, I, I think. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I just, I didn't have a lot of writing on it. Um, yeah, I'm just, I don't know. I'm not a big Jeff Lemire fan. Nothing against him or people that like him, like Paul. And John. I, 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 just, like, I, I do enjoy Jeff Lemire stuff. Yeah, it just doesn't, doesn't hit with me right. Uh, something else that I think doesn't hit right with Chris is going to be the Sandman uh, audio books on Audible. Um, coming to Audible is going to be a uh, act a cavalcade of actors performing um, the the comic book. Um, uh, Neil Gaiman is going to be the narrator. Uh, James, uh, is it McElroy? McAvoy. McAvoy is going to be Morpheus. Uh, Kat Denning is going to be Death. Um, Taryn Edgerton is going to be John Constantine. Andy Serkis is Matthew the Raven. Michael Sheen is Lucifer. Um, and then, um, you have, uh, uh, several other, um, uh, known actors who are going to be playing different characters that show up in those books. Um, and I thought this was kind of interesting. I thought this would be fun and something to have because this might be the closest thing you'll get to at people actually performing this uh, work of art um, because we've had movies listed for quite a while, TV series that they've even talked about doing. Well, yeah, they're they're working on the TV series. They were, I think, they actually started working on it before everything happened because Neil Gaiman was talking about it on. I don't remember if his like Twitter or his Tumblr or his Instagram, like something like someone asked him like, Hey, you know, how, how is it going before everything shut down? He's like, Oh, like great. Like it's, it's official. Like there is going to be a TV series. I think it's HBO. I can, I can do some look up quick. Um, well, who does uh, American gods? Um, 
Is that FX? It doesn't matter. It, yeah, <laughs> it's one of those. Because it doesn't actually, you know, just because <clears throat> net- it's done by one station doesn't mean that uh, Sandman's going to be done by that same station. Um, Sandman, IMDb, okay. Um, yeah, because it's being done by Neil Gaiman, David Escoyer, and Alan Heinenberg. Seeing if there's any kind of dates here. No, yeah, nothing. It's in pre-production. Nothing. Yeah. But who knows, this might be the cast that you'll get in that uh, TV show, too. Which, you know, I would not mind that cast on the on the TV show. Um, I don't know, it's... I love the Sandman books. It's one of my, like, constant go-back-and-re-reads on my, you know, on my graphic novel shelf. They're doing the first three trade paperbacks, so it's going to be um, Preludes and Nocturnes, A Doll's House, and then Dream Country. I'm not sure how they would work as, like, an audio drama thing, especially once you start getting later on into the Sandman stuff where it becomes a lot more experimental with the art styles, and I think that's a big part of it, because the first couple... Uh, that work was all done by Kelly Jones, and I'm not a big fan of his style. But it's once, very 80s. It's very 80s horror. But like once the book opens up and it kind of becomes like a rotating like cast of like characters, and then a rotating like crew of artists working on it, I think that's where it really became a thing. And that's something that you'll see more in the third volume with Dream Country because it's actually like three short stories. I just don't know how it'll work audio-wise, but I mean, it's still gaming, so it's going to be good no matter what. But Did any of us listen to that Wolverine podcast? Um, I did. Well, I think I listened to like, the first one. Did it give you any hope? Does it give you any hope that this would be good? Or no, because I listened to the Wolverine one after I had listened to the uh, World of Warcraft the Legion ones that they had come out with. And those were phenomenal. So I went into Wolverine expecting it to be like, oh, like this will be, you know, comparable to that. And it <clears> wasn't. Like it just wasn't interesting. And people talked about that that was really good, the Wolverine one. Yeah. I mean, check it out. It might do more for you, but for me, it just. It was about like these two. I don't remember if they like, FBI or CIA agents that were like trailing Logan across Canada. Just. Molder and Skull. Pretty much. But yeah, just didn't. <clears throat> Didn't hit it right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I I haven't listened to it um, at this point, and I probably won't. Uh, but something I am looking forward to would be uh, Taki Watiti's, uh, who has been confirmed to be directing a Star Wars movie. Uh, he also uh, directed, um, was it one episode of The Mandalorian? So he's... The final episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he spent some a lot of time in that world. Um, if you watch that, uh, I've only watched the first episode of the Mandalorian documentary, but it seemed like those directors and the writers were all spending a lot of time together to make sure that the show had a um, a voice, you know, that followed through to every episode. Yeah, it's very cohesive. Um, which they're doing. They obviously did the same for season two. Um, and I know they've talked about Robert Rodriguez is going to be one of the directors um, on season two. And I also think I'm going to put this out there. I think Sam Raimi is a director too. 
and I'm going to say this because I've wa- I've watched three seasons of um, John Favreau's Chef on Netflix, and a lot of the people that show up in Mandalorian and were directors of Mandalorian were on season two, and on season three he had Robert Rodriguez and he had uh, Sam Raimi, which makes me think that. They were working on the shows, and he said, come out of my kitchen and cook. And actually, he went to Robert Rodriguez's house, where Robert Rodriguez cooked for them. Uh, everything that Robert Rodriguez made was in 3D and <laughs> extremely bloody. Uh, and he had uh, Quentin Tarantino come in and direct five minutes for no reason. <laughs> um, I'm... I actually enjoy that docuseries. The second episode is available now. It's all about like the Star Wars legacy and just kind of what's how Star Wars impacted all of those people as like, not just directors, but creators. Um, and there's a moment in the second one where Dave Filoni is talking about how much like episode one resonated with him. And he kind of sold me on, the arc for Anakin from episode one until, you know, his, his fall and return of the Jedi. And I was like, okay, like it took Dave Filoni talking about it to like a bunch of other directors at a, at a circular table with nobody like cutting him off for someone to finally make a good solid case for Phantom Menace. But, but uh, here's the thing. He can make that case, but when you go and actually watch all three movies, watch. you're going to be like, Ah, fuck that dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I, I'm really digging that series. Um, not to get too far into like stuff for the queue, but I think Disney Plus has got like a lot of really good things that they're coming out with just kind of while they can't work on those other big series um, that people are looking forward to. But some more Mandalorian news too. Uh, heavily rumored that we're going to be getting Boba Fett in the second season, played by Tamara Morrison, the actor that portrayed Jango Fett and all of the clones uh, from episode two and Attack of the Clones onward, uh, even going so far as to redub over the Stormtroopers with his voice in later editions of the actual Star Wars original trilogy, too. So uh, I was talking to somebody on um, a friend of my, a, a coworker who's really into Star Wars. And I said, hey, you know, like, he's going to play Boba Fett. And he's like, nah, man, he's going to play, like, I, I can't, there was those, like, the Rex. really well-known from the Clone Wars. Um, yeah, Rex. You, you just said it, Paul. It took me a second to process what you said. But he actually might be playing those guys instead. Well, which wouldn't be outlandish because we've already discussed the fact that rumored Ahsoka Tano is going to be appearing, played by Sario Dawson. And we also just had... I don't know if this was official news or like confirmed, but Katie Sackoff would be appearing as well, uh, playing in live action the character of Bo Katan, who she voiced in Clone Wars. Um, makes sense because she does have a relationship with the Darksaber, which we saw at the end of the first season of Mandalorian. So I'm okay with them kind of steering more into that stuff. I would probably rather have General Rex than Boba Fett. I don't know, I just, just let Boba Fett's story kind of end. I don't know, I'm, I'm okay with where it wound up. 
I just feel like the more I hear about season two of Mandalorian, the more I feel like it's no longer its own thing. And it's just a sequel to either the Clone Wars or Rebels. Like, and I kind of wanted it to stand on its own, to be it. So I, I don't want it to go so deep. Star Wars lore. Star Wars, yeah, fandom, that it turns people off from everything else. Like, the Darksaber, okay, cool. You can explain that. Like, it's Star Wars. People expect, like, a lightsaber, you know? So a Darksaber maybe can explain that quickly, efficiently, and tell its own story starting from then on. And now we got Bo-Katan. Now we got Ahsoka. Now we got Rex and or Boba Fett. It's like... I don't want it to be a Star Wars gumbo of characters and, you know, <clears throat> episodes and titles that people get like, I don't know what's happening anymore in here. Yeah, you, you want it, um, you uh, want it the, want it the be, nameless yeah, hunter to... who's decided to protect this child. I want it to be a clean, crisp bone broth. You know, it's one flavor, but it's delicious. Yeah. It's you want to invest $11,000 into it. $11,000? I'm making a... Uh, oh, what's the carp sh- the cop show with Andy Samberg? What is it? I can't think of the name. Bro- Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Nine-Nine reference. I just watched the episode this oh, morning. Oh, the, the bone broth one. I just, yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. I, I didn't get your reference either, but then as soon as you said that, I was like, oh, yeah, Terry. I just watched the episode this morning. <laughs> um, I made a reference to what the, the child is drinking. Bone broth. Uh, I'm I'm okay with them trying to like starting to draw from other aspects of the Star Wars universe because these are characters that people know and love. And now with Disney Plus, you know, there's probably a whole bunch of people that wouldn't have originally watched something like Rebels or the Clone Wars there. No, they might be sitting down to watch it now because you know, they're stuck inside. Like, why not? Oh, I I heard about this. Yeah. Darksaber thing because I watched Mandalorian. Let me go back review this. It might just be a way of opening up that universe more. Uh, my big issue with finding out about all this stuff is I'd rather have it be a surprise. Well, I mean, if you think about I, like the first season, we got a tease which was just a picture of the Mandalorian walking through a scene, mm-hmm. and then a month before it went live, we got a trailer. You know, and it was a quick a quick trailer, you know, like they didn't give us anything and we didn't know Carl Weathers was in it until the trailer came out because you saw him in it. Like they gave you the news right when you need to know it a month before to get you hyped. And yeah, I feel the same way. Like I I don't want to hear about all this stuff coming in. I want to be surprised. Yeah. I was super excited to sit down in the morning and, Every week, watch the next episode, going into it fresh, going into it clean, and just being able to sit back afterwards and be like, wow, like that was fantastic. I can't wait for the next one. Now with, you know, even if this is all just rumored, it, this is stuff that I'm now going to be assuming or thinking or looking for going into those episodes. And that's, that kind of takes away from the enjoyment. Yeah. Uh, Chris, did you watch the last season of Clone Wars yet? I have not. Um it's probably going to be next on my queue after I get through uh, what I'm going to watch probably tomorrow or tonight, depending on whatever time we get this finished up at. 
Lucas, I think the biggest criticism is that everybody has about the final season. Spoilers, I'm sorry. Chris. No, dude, this is fine. That the first four episodes focus on the Bad Batch, a group of clone troopers that didn't turn out quite right. And then the next four episodes focus on Ahsoka and, like, uh, I, I forget, you know, under, in the underbelly of Coruscant. And then the last four episodes, actually the last four episodes everybody was waiting for. <laughs> and they're like, oh, we've been waiting, you know, just for these four. And I don't want the Mandalorian to become that. I don't want to be sitting there waiting for Ahsoka to show up. I want to enjoy the Mandalorian for what it is and not be like, yeah, yeah, but you promised me Rex. You promised me Ahsoka. You promised, yeah. you promised me Yeah, and Ahsoka these Tom. things, like, I don't like, it also could just be, like, there's a flashback of Ahsoka Tana with Baby Yoda and sealing, sealing him away and putting him, like, on a transport to be protected, and then that transport being taken. You know, like, it could just be her in a glimpse and not a mm-hmm. big main character on it. Which that happens, I might be just yeah <laughs> because I'm like, oh, I've been waiting for yeah. I've been waiting so long just for that, and that's why it's like, dangerous then, because like, if it had just been like what John was saying, just quick glance, like not discussed previously at all, like that would have been a huge thing. But then if it turns out that's it, everyone's like, well, that was it, because now you you've yeah, sold yourself yeah. something that you sold yourself they a didn't belly good. put on the shelf. Now, in the Mandalorian's good. Like my dad, he will never watch the Clone Wars animated series. He's not going to watch Rebels. But he loved Firefly. Grow, you know, back in the day, he still does love Firefly. I know I bought a copy of a uh, DVD set of Firefly. I was not allowed to leave uh, the house with that Firefly copy because he took it. Um, so, so he's like the Mandalorian is Firefly. <laughs> you know, he. he he likes it because it feels like Firefly to him, not because it feels like Star Wars. So I think adding a bunch of Star Wars that he's not familiar with is going to take away his enjoyment. And I think there's other people out there that are enjoying Mandalorian might feel the same way. But who knows? Maybe you're right, Chris. Maybe people will then be like, you know what? I do want to learn more about the Darksaber and everybody else. It's possible. I mean, I know I want to know more about this uh, supposed National Treasure series we're going to be getting. Will Nick Cage yeah. be in it? Even just like a cameo. Like, just have him be the one sealing away the National Treasure in one episode. Just a glimpse. I hope. This is this is my hope, right? I've been thinking about this for a long time because, you know, when you get National Treasure and Nick Cage into my mind, I think... <laughs> It's Nick Cage. <laughs> it's Nick Cage's character. Ben. I can't remember his last name. Uh, but anyways, it's his character. And he's he's giving a tour of part of the treasure that they have found from, uh, you know, the titular movie, National Treasure, at a, you know, at the Smithsonian. Now he gets, you know, he does little book tours, little little special appearances for a bunch of uh, high school students. Let's say they're on a field trip, and he's giving a little tour of like this, that, and the other thing that they found. That is what inspires some of the high school students to go out and have their own national treasure adventure. 
and that's how that's how it starts. That's how the ser- series starts. From then on, you're like, whoa, and you're gone. See, I imagine I imagine it's more like Young Indiana Jones. Like this is him. Like this is him going to libraries and finding things out, and then like I don't know, like finding the secret of Wait like on. Washington's wooden tooth, like. Hmm. So young Nick Cage? Yeah. yeah. Like a young Indiana Jones, yeah. Uh, and his name is Benjamin Franklin Gates. Oh, Gates. Because I was going to say Benjamin Franklin, but I was like, no, that's not right. That's my cat. And I was like, oh, no, that is part of like That's his middle name. Yeah, Gates. I couldn't remember the last name. Uh, or, you know, it could just be someone inspired by him, like you, like you were saying. Or I'm assuming it would probably be big news if someone steals the... Declaration of Independence probably wind up online unless they unless they never figured it out. Maybe maybe it's him having to put the actual Declaration of Independence back. No, they steal the Magna Carta. It's globe trials. Then it's international treasure. I have not signed up for that. Well, just the UK version of national treasure. They didn't say which nation. That's that's true. But in addition to this, there's still hopefully going to be a National Treasure 3 movie that they're working on. Um, yeah, the Scorpion. The Scor- <laughs> you know what? Hey, that was Mummy 2. Just so you know. But then they did do like three Scorpion King movies. I only saw, I think, the first two. Yeah, you don't need to ruin my well, it's, it's fine. I do. You need to fact check it? Yeah. Gotta let you, I gotta let you know what's right. You would do the same thing if I was talking about your world. And uh, like I said, my second beer is also from Resurgence. And this is also a Buffalo-style IPA coming in at 6.5. And this is Virtual Happy Hour. Uh, And this is another really nice, enjoyable drinking IPA. Um, I think social distancing is the better of the two, but I'm also just a little bit into this. I finished, um, I'd finished social distancing. I grabbed this one. Um, but I think if the more I get into this, the more I'll probably enjoy it, but it's just another really good drinking beer. Um, I wish this was what they did years ago before I got a bad taste in my mouth for resurgence beers. Um, but lately, they've been doing some good stuff, and if they continue to put out beer like this, I'd be very happy with them. Not, not bad. Yeah. Uh, Chris, what are you drinking? Uh, well, I am drinking a, another uh, fruit-flavored beer. This one coming from Clown Shoes Brewing, and this is their Berry Blender IPA. A couple months ago... I had their Tropical Blender, uh, which was the same kind of beer. Uh, it's not a milkshake IPA. They're calling it a smoothie IPA. Uh, and this one's brewed with strawberry and raspberry puree and then the lactose sugars. And I had one of these as soon as I got home with it from the beer store the other day. It wasn't bad. Uh, not great. But after chilling it down for a little bit, uh, this is this is great. I'm going to have to adjust my rating up from a, a 4 point zero to a 4.0 um paul humor 
Uh, I, I really dig this one. Um, let's see where it is on the can. I think this is probably, I don't want to say it's a session, but it's probably like a lower ABV. Like, cycle bicycle. Uh, uh, oh, wow. 7% alcohol. Wow. I would not have gained that from this. But this is just a great, like, hot day drinkable beer. I know you guys are dealing with some snow in Buffalo still for the past uh, week on and off. Yeah, Florida, we had- we're, we're already into the 90s here, so it's summertime officially. Uh, we had this- some minor blizzards. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah you know, it's beginning of May. Why wouldn't you have snow? Uh, I got two more cans of this. This is going to be my sit outside and, and read beer while I got them. So, like, this is... This is nice. It's like Thin Man has, I mean, their uh, Minky Boodle. It's just a raspberry sour coming in at 7%. And it drinks like raspberry preserves. It's just delicious. And then um, 42 North just put out a um, mango peach beer that uh, Paul had dropped off to your mom, Chris. And it's just this great tart, peachy mango beer. Like it pours like. Somebody just blended up um, peaches and mango and poured it into your glass. Like, it's thick. It just, you can't see through it. And it's really good. And, like, those are beers, like, you want for sitting out, like, on the patio. So I I totally understand. Yeah, I'm, I'm holding this up to my desk lap now. And this is hazy as fuck. Like, this, this is good. <laughs> I like this. Paul, hopefully your, uh, your next beer you like a bit more. Yeah, I, I'm drinking another uh, local release, uh, volume release, I guess, or series release. And this is Hopography from 42 North. This is number three in their series. It's also an IPA, 12% by ABV, uh, brewed with Citra, Amarillo, and Columbus hops. And I get a lot of the citrus, uh, Citra hops right up front. It provides a very, it's a mellow Nice juiciness, and it kind of just mellows throughout. It's um, is, it's decent. Is that the one with the orange map on it? Yeah, okay. The orange map series number three. Um, it might be mellow just because maybe it's old. It's not that old. Um, good. It's I got it in the uh, cooler case. I don't see a date on it. Um, but it, it's it's an easy drinking beer. Uh, it's not asking anything from me. I'm not asking anything of it right now. So, you know, it's decent. It's good ish. Like, I'm, I'm not. It's o- by it, it. I'm not. It was okay. Yeah. It's okay. There's, there's better beers from 42 North. Mm-hmm. Um, we just talked about that sour. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Is that all the beer? Well, that's all the beer. For, for now. I mean, I. Uh, that beer came out on April 15th. Okay, so just a week, almost two weeks more l- later than the <clears throat> beer that I'm drinking. Yeah. The one from Hamburg. Yeah. Nine days nine days older. So the queue. Guys, what have you been watching? What are you looking forward to watching? What are, have you been doing with your time? Yeah. Um, well... I uh I I listen to a lot of podcast. I listen to I listen to a small group of podcasts that I listen to pretty religiously. Uh one of them is um 
We Hate Movies, which I actually support in a Patreon. And as a Patreon supporter, um, they do a thing called We Love Movies, where they watch a movie that they uh, like and review it in a comical way. Um, in April, which I thought was very fitting, was um, The Thing, John Carpenter's The Thing, which is one of my favorite movies and a movie I watch every April uh, for my birthday because I got a Blu-ray of it for my birthday. So for the last three years, four years, I watch it every year on my birthday. Um, this year or this month, they are doing The Ring, which is a movie that I saw in the theaters when it came out by Gore Ver- uh, Verbinski. And uh, I remember really liking it. It's on Netflix. And uh, I'm going to watch it again and then listen to the podcast about these guys kind of gushing over a movie in a funny way. <laughs> With a big uh, snort, because I just sneezed off mic like two minutes ago. <clears throat> That's okay. Chris, you're, you're allowed. Thank you. To, to sneeze. I, I turned my mic off and I sneezed a lot and blew my nose. Uh, <laughs> uh, we hate Paul, movies. this is something that you've had us listen to, like uh, on road trips. Right? We yes, uh, we listened to it uh, one time when we were going to Tampa um, to Cigar City, and it was them doing the Mario Brothers movie um, that I just happened to have like uh, downloaded, and we enjoyed it and we liked it. And then recently, when we were driving back from Tampa this year, I had put on, like, their Mortal Kombat uh, one, and nobody was enjoying it. I wasn't even enjoying it. Yeah, because uh, because that's not a movie you hate. That's- eh, yeah. Well, I mean, and, and again, like, they, remove, they do do movies that they enjoy sometimes, and that's where they came up with the We Love Movies, and they actually... The, the Patreon used to be move, other, an extra movie every month, and then they started doing it the We Love movies. Um, but it just wasn't a good episode. And I had just kind of downloaded it nonchalantly, like, oh, this might be fun for us to listen to if we listen to it in the car. And um, I fell asleep during it. So, <laughs> uh, but I do enjoy listening to these guys, and uh, they do have their moments, so. They're doing their blockbuster uh, month. Last year, they did all the Transformer movies. This month, they're doing all the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Um, and they talk about how when they came out, they really enjoyed them, and they reference if they like them or don't like them. And uh, they did refer to um, Johnny Depp and Jack Sparrow as like a Bugs Bunny type character. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? He is very Bugs Bunny-y throughout that series. I mean, the Pirates movies, the first, I would say two are solid. And then they kind of trailed off after that. And that's right when Disney was trying to go more, like, action-oriented. I just watched John Carter today because it's now available on Disney+. And I had never seen that movie. I'd only heard, like, what a failure it was, how bad it was. It's it's not that bad. Like it's a decent watch. Like I was entertained by it. Like I don't think I will go back and watch it again. Uh, I'd probably put it a little bit over Lone Ranger. Uh, not 
but not a terrible movie. I kind of miss those fun swashbuckling action adventures. You know, your pirates, your national treasures. You know, and I, I'm that's what I'm hoping to get from uh, Jungle Cruise whenever that winds up coming out. Yeah, and like when you said you were watching that, I said like it's a good interpretation of the book. I really enjoyed the the book, which is uh, the book's called like Princess of Mars. And um, like it was, it had. There's many books in the series which I would have liked to have seen become movies. But again, like it's one of those things that just doesn't translate to the big screen. And also, it like it's just not a known property. You know, it's just it's just one of those really hard yeah. things to to do. Well, a lot of honestly, like when I first started watching it. It reminded me of Dune in a way because you're just kind of like thrown into this world where you're like, okay, well, I guess, you know, this is, it is what it is. And like, they're not making any steps to tell you what's what because they don't want to teach you about it. Like, they want you to feel like John Carter does. You know, you're being thrown into this. Uh, not terrible, though. I, no. I, I came out of it being like, all right, like, I don't think it was deserving of all the hate it got. I mean, it's not great by any means. No, but. I think I think just uh, the the actor who plays um, Gambit. Yeah, I, I was trying uh, to think Taylor of, Taylor Kitsch Taylor Kitsch, like that guy. Like he was hot, and they put him in a bunch of movies that all tanked, and it was just that guy not being able to pick movies. Because he just there was a a moment where I was like I recognize this guy from something so that's why I went to the IMDb from uh, and you were like Battleship, <laughs> but I was like oh, okay yeah he was in uh, you know the Wolverine movie okay that's it like and then not, I saw the rest he's of not he's not charismatic you know if you not, had like a I charismatic actor. They, they had some big stars doing some of the the voiceover for that stuff. And you would have known because they're just thrown behind CG aliens who all look the same. Yeah. Um, I think if they had a better, a better leading man, it would have been better. And also, um, this is a book that, uh, John Favreau for years was trying to get made and wanted to be producing and directing it. And, um, he finally was like, fuck it. I'm not going to be able to do it. They're not going to make this movie. And that's when he went and made Cowboys and Aliens. And then like the same year that they made that, he made that movie, like this movie came out, like they made it without him, Um, which I think would have been a better movie with John Favreau attached to it. Um, it's possible. I mean, this was, uh, Andrew Stanton's, first directing credit outside of Pixar stuff. Um, Cause he had worked on finding Dory, Wally um, bugs life. So he had been like a known property over in the Disney family, but this was his first live action thing. Um, he's just, he, he thought he was ready for it. And it turns out he kind of got in over his head on it. He said, Yeah, not everybody can be Brad Bird. Oh, but I mean, Brad Bird did do uh, Tomorrowland. So yeah, yeah, but he also did some Mission Impossible. Yeah, he just, but he also he, just, he, he just also did, did Tomorrowland. 
still really good. It was good. It was one of the best Mission Impossible movies. Uh, so I'm just going to keep talking because, you know, I already talked about a bunch of streaming things, but something that I'm actually really looking forward to watching was a while ago they had announced that they were going to be doing an interactive Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt episode, much like they did with the Bandersnatch over on Netflix. And the other day I was like, what happened to that? Because I haven't heard anything from this at all. So I Googled it, and it turns out like that day Tina Fey had been on uh, Seth Meyers talking about it because it was coming out the next day. I'm like, oh, I guess my timing's just right. Um, but yeah, we're getting more Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. The episode is now available. Uh, it's another interactive special come from Netflix, and I think it's huge that they have this technology available and they did black mirror first. And then right after that, Kimmy Schmidt was their next thought. Uh, and this is all centering around the fact that while Kimmy is preparing to get married herself, she finds out that there could possibly be another bunker out there hidden by uh, Reverend Richard Wayne, Gary Wayne played by John Hamm. Uh, and it's up to her to go save these people that are, are trapped there. Uh, I'm looking forward to figuring this out. I didn't do the Bandersnatch one because I haven't watched Black Mirror yet. I've heard great things about it, but again, when I get home, I usually want to watch something fun and entertaining. I don't want to be brought down after working all day. And especially now being stuck inside in quarantine, I don't want to mope around uh, my apartment. So, uh, Kimmy Schmidt before Black Mirror is where I'm heading. Paul? I'm not sure if I talked about this because as we established earlier in the show, I don't remember things, but, uh, when the wilderness on Netflix, did I talk about that show at all? You guys remember? Nope. It's about a bunch of, uh, people from the UK going up to Alaska where this one guy, uh, back in like the late seventies, early eighties, basically, uh, made a homestead up on the OC mountain in Alaska, middle of nowhere. And uh, these British couples, uh, I think there's six or eight of them, uh, are now going there. It's a reality show, but it's produced by the BBC, so it's not as over-the-top, like, horrible editing to make you feel like, oh, that's definitely the villain, that's definitely the hero of this show, um, as some reality television shows are. And I, I just find all the couples are enjoyable. They're all just trying to get by. They do like challenges out in the woods like, "Oh, you got to build your tent now." And they actually are constantly eating food, so it's not like they have to scrap and eat bugs like they wake up and they're like making bacon and eggs every morning at camps at the uh, campground site that they're staying at uh, while they're trying to compete for a chance to be it's like Willy Wonka meets a survivor man because this couple has built this wonderful house green greenhouse um guest home uh small landing strip for you know uh, cessna planes to come in and deliver items and you know water reservoir they have rain collection system all built you know over the past 40 years uh and they're looking to give it away to the next generation uh, and that's what these British people are competing for. Is this a, so, is this a reality show or is this? It's a, it's a reality show uh, produced by Netflix and the BBC. 
And uh, Kate and I are in four episodes into it. Uh, I think there's eight episodes title, uh, total. Uh, it, there's like there's a person there that kind of watches over them. Kind of this is like so it's, it's like it's like British Canadian survivor but it's American because it's a last right yeah, yeah yeah there's one episode where they go and they have to do a shooting competition and that's real American a dramatic Wait. reading okay go from Disney's the Little Mermaid page five panel one chomp crunch. Shark! Shark, I'm going to die! Father says humans are dangerous, but under the something, there are dangers everywhere. I guess it's C. It cut off it would the corner. It cut off the corner. Yeah, it also cuts off the last E on everywhere, but you figured that out. <laughs> well, I didn't know it could have been it could have been under the under the sewer. Under the under the the seaway passage, <laughs> your aerial voice is very breathy. Uh, that was a dramatic reading from The Little Mermaid, page five, panel one. <laughs> you couldn't tell it's a scene where they're being attacked by the shark and the the shipwreck. Yeah, I was very upset because it was just a retelling of the Little Mermaid movie, and I was like, oh, I thought it was like more adventures, or you know. But why would you want more adventures? That's the adventure. Paul. Uh, yeah, and Disney Plus they have a Little Mermaid too. Um, I never saw that one, but they don't have the Lone Ranger yet. Really? No, because I looked it up. I'm like, oh, I've never see, seen that. I wonder if that's I. Yet. It's not until uh, again don't after just like it. talking bad about it. I would I would rewatch that. Like that would be one of my like. Hey, you know what? I'm gonna. Stop and get a pizza. Come home, like sit down and watch like Lone Ranger and have a beer. Like it's, uh, Chris, it's a decent watch. Like it's not like I have to watch. That's what we did when we rented the movie and watched it. We got like we got chicken fingers and beers and sat and watched it. And then we we're kind of like, Ugh. we did that when we were in the apartment together. I don't know. I don't know. Like I don't hate that movie. Yeah, but it's not good. It's it's not. I would say it's not great. I mean, it's watchable. I would I would watch that over any of the other like Disney live action like Maleficent or Cinderella. Like, I I would pick that before yeah, those. You name the two bad ones. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean that's also what set them on that. Like, okay, hey, people love these. Let's do more, and then they wound up doing. Beauty and the Beast and Jungle Book. Well, yeah, because pe- people love those movies. Because Melissa got a sequel. I, Nobody saw it. That one did bad. So maybe people learned. I don't know. Uh, and that's going to take us to our main topic. And this is a John Baby. John um, Baby. John Baby. Uh, <laughs> a couple years ago, we did a. Uh, pub trivia night um, that my wife asked the questions to us, and we all played together on a team. And um, when Chris last week or last episode was like, hey, I'm going to do this thing, I was like, you know what? I want to do another trivia night. I think that'd be fun. So this is a trivia night. We are taking Paul versus Chris. Uh, 
And it's going to be uh, whoever rings in first. Paul, your ring. Hey, I'm Paul. And Chris, hey. your ring. Hey, I'm Chris. Hello there. Hello there. Uh, how are you? Um, <laughs> so the first round is going to be uh, just uh, just nerd trivia questions, uh, which hopefully are fun. And um, those are going to be worth one point. The second round are going to be uh, uh, which of these two things are older. Um, kind of stealing from um, Paul. What's the podcast called? I can't remember. Good job, brain. Good job, brain. They haven't done stuff in a long time. Yeah, it's been um, a long time. And it's uh, they're they're Brad Pitt or Lasers. Which one is older? Uh, those are going to be worth two points. But if you ask for a hint before anyone has buzzed in. Um, you can get a hint, and it'll be worth one point instead of two points. And then the third one is a uh, question about a favorite beer of ours. I'll be reading a description, and you can ask. Uh, well, you can ask for a hint. You'll be able to get two hints, and with those hints, uh, it'll go down from three points to two points to one point. So if you're able to get it, you're able to get three points and maybe jump ahead in the game. Uh, but these are going to be uh, hopefully just kind of a fun a fun little thing. Like I have some, some fun cheeky things in here that um, I think are just kind of fun. So my question with the beer description one, are the descriptions coming directly from the breweries or is it your description of it? It is from the breweries okay. and in the descriptions i they list the name or something that will give a bigger hint and i will say like blank okay. or skip that word because it might give too much of a hint but these gotcha. are all beers that we've had and all beers that we like and enjoy so they're not just like something that maybe i had at a random occasion these are all beers that I like. I actually went through each of your um, untaps. Oh, it's going to be really favorites. hard for Paul. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. Paul these are all. <laughs> these are all beers that we know, like, and enjoy. They're not just some like I'm not just I'm not a I'm not being a stinker and like well you had this and you rated it a five and you only had it once because we traded some guy from St Louis a blah 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 blah. They're they're all beers within our periphery that we drink often on occasion. So oh, I love my often on occasion. Often on occasion, I know I said it and I was like mm, that's stupid, but <laughs> but that's but that's episode title. That's right. Often on uh, occasion. Uh, all right. So when Paul chimes in, he does what? I do this. And Chris? Hello there. Oh. And going with his hello there, Star Wars, A New Hope. Who has the first line of dialogue? Paul. C-3PO. Correct. Mm. Oh, now I gotta, I gotta bring my notepad over and start taking tallies here. That's that's one point for me. One point for Paul. One oh, point Slytherin. I dropped my pen. Ooh, you always got, you always gotta have your pen on you. Don't drop it. 
Mm-hmm. One point, Paul. What year did the podcast start? Ooh, I think that's Paul. 2009. Correct. What did Paul pe- tell people his middle name was? Hello? <laughs> Paul. <laughs> Liam. <laughs> what is Chris's middle name? Oh, Chris. Cody. I have to, okay, so there's a delay from when I hit it to like when it sounds, so I have to be like on this thing. <laughs> That's why what I is... picked a buzzer that was like right on, Chris. We talked about this before. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had that Wowie one, the, uh, the buzzer about uh, Luke Owen Wilson with wow, wow. And I'm like, it's too slow. I can't use it. What is John's full name? And there are four. Chris? Uh, John Thomas Whittingham Weatherwax. Ooh, yeah. Four four parts of this name. All right. This is the last one about us, and then it goes to just trivia. Which of us has brown eyes? Hello there. Chris? Paul. Wrong. John has brown eyes. Your eyes. Wrong. None of us. None of us have brown eyes. Oh, trick question. Because <laughs> well, I, I knew yours weren't. <laughs> I knew mine aren't. I assumed Paul. You got tricky. You I did. Paul, what color right. your eyes? Gray. <clears throat> Gray. Thank oh, you. Uh, they're, they're, they're blue. <laughs> they're blue. I can't tell. Shut the hell up. <laughs> They're great. Stan. Uh, so what are our points? Uh, it is three to two. Paul. Ooh, close. Close. Stan Lee's first MCU cameo. Hello? Paul. I'm going to go with Daredevil. Eh. Uh, Hello? Chris? Uh, I'm going to go with the Spider-Man animated series from Fox. No. Uh, MCU. Oh, MCU? Paul? Iron Man, he's be, he's uh, misrepresented as uh, Hugh Hefner. Correct. Well, you said first. I thought you meant like the I first. said Stan Lee's first MCU cameo mm. oh. so you wanted to know what part he was playing what was his first movie his first movie and it, obviously you guys weren't listening you both said the wrong movies yeah. and paul <laughs> spider spider-man and like uh blade <laughs> blade, blade and, and uh, uh, a lot of movies and came X-Men. before it. <laughs> yeah and all, also x-men 2 yeah, yeah all before no, it. I, Okay, cool. Well, that's why I went to Spider-Man animated series because, like, well, I know he was himself in that. Like, that was before the movies came out. Still got the point, John. <laughs> you still got the point. Uh, what is Hal Jordan's first name? Hello. Full name. Chris. Harold. Correct. What is Hal Jordan's father's name?
Paul? Lee Jordan. <laughs> Lee Jordan. Ten points. <laughs> Chris. James. No. Oh, okay. It's Martin. Oh, you know what? Ma- as soon as I heard that, I was like, Martin. oh, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't know. I should have known that. All right. What is Pippin's full name from Lord of the Rings? Chris? I don't know if there's any kind of like weird middle name, but I know his actual like given name is Peregrine Took. Correct. Okay. Those hobbits, they got like, you know, second, third middle. They're basically the John Thomases of Middle Earth. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They have stupid names. <laughs> the phrase. Back to square one originates back to what board game? Paul. I'm going to guess shoots and ladders. Shoots and ladders or snakes and ladders. Correct. Oh, I, I've i honestly never played it. I was going to guess Candyland if Paul was wrong. <laughs> Good guess. It would. That's a great guess, Chris. I I, I've never played Shoots and Landers. I played Candyland decades ago, literally like thirty-five uh, years ago, probably. Yeah, Shoots and Ladders has been around since like a really long time because it, it was it's, a, like a morality kind of board game. It's yeah. It's a, like like I think it's over like a hundred years old. Okay, who has been a member of the Avengers? Fantastic Four, Heroes for Hire, and The Defenders. Paul. She-Hulk? Correct. Wow. She was a, I didn't, well, Fantastic I didn't Four. realize she was a member of Fantastic Heroes for Four, Hire. I... Yeah. It is true. I was going to go with Wolverine until you went to for Heroes for Hire. Ah. And then I'm like, oh, nope. I yeah. didn't even know she was on the Defenders either, though. Because like, as soon as you said Defenders, I started thinking about that core team, like your Silver Surfer, Namor, Doctor Strange, Hulk. I like that you went with uh, going with the Defenders, very on brand for you, more Avengers style team, and I went with like, okay, who was on the Fantastic Four? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like... Well, because Avengers and then Fantastic Four, I'm thinking, okay... This could be Spider-Man. Well, at first, like when he said Avengers, I was like, oh, Beast. I don't know why he's like the first Avenger I jumped to. Right? But uh, I never said X-Men. Okay. Mutants. I could have. Mutants were called what during the 1602 timeline? I don't know. Changelings. No. I no. I, I, no. No. I don't. I've never read sixteen oh two. Oh, that's really good. I okay. have read it. I don't remember. This is good. So long. Is there? You, is we got to think. It's sixteen oh two. Think about things that Hello people there. would have been discriminative against. Hello there. Not not race. Paul, Chris. Chris. I, I didn't know. Was, was it just witches? I I'll give you a half point for that because it's witch oh, wait, like 
Which okay, I was gonna say like Witchborn, like because it was some, okay. Yeah. I'm gonna give you a halfy. I wrote it right next <laughs> to your name. I'll you, do half points. You, work. you didn't discuss going. that at the beginning. Hey, half point. Half points work because hey, if there's hey. a tie, you get the tiebreaker. You win. Yeah. If there's a tie, you now have the tiebreaker. What if you get a half point? Half points are huge. Moira Mataget's lab is located on what island? Sorry, do we Chris. have to do we have to wait for you to finish saying like the whole question before we? No, because I think it takes a while for you to like get your hello I... there out there. Because it's on Muir Island. Correct. Oh, nice, Chris. Do I need to change my sound? I think BBH's a little bit faster. All right. Anything, uh, uh, anything that's not a cha-ching, I'll, I'll go to. Okay. BBA's a little bit faster. It'll be BBA from now right. on. Ollivanders has been in business since what year? Thirteen o two BC. What was it? Thirteen o two BC. Incorrect. Ooh. Paul? Eight, uh, 802. 802. No. We just read this. It's something, too. I know. Chris, you were so close. Did you just have the wrong middle number? What? 380. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, no, no, no. no, no, no. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm not going to. Because I was just going to keep on randomly guessing a middle number. 382. going to be like... That's why I threw this one in there because I was like, "You guys, you just read the book. We just read it." So three eighty-two. Yeah, I thought it was thirteen. But you also have to remember, yeah. we we recorded that episode um, over a month ago, and also I drink a lot during those episodes too. <laughs> didn't didn't start out doing it that way, but it just wound up happening because it's like, oh, just sit down in a podcast with Paul. I'm going to have beer next to me, obviously. Yeah, I'm drinking like three or four beers each one of those episodes. Or each one of those sessions, because we do like four at a time. Paul has six. Chris has five and a half. (laughs) God damn that half one. In the original script for Back to the Future, what was the time machine? Hmm. It's bad because I just rewatched all the Back to the Futures because they're on Netflix, and I I don't know. I, I don't think I ever knew this. Uh, it is Paul. Wait, is there is there a hint? An outhouse. Incorrect. Is there a hint? Um, you both have this inside your house, and what we drink often on this podcast is kept in there. Chris, a refrigerator. Correct. Really? Yeah. Okay, I, I don't think I ever knew that, actually. No. Was this a Steven Spielberg thing? Is this where the fridge came from in Indiana Jones? Maybe. Did he file that away? I, I'm i pretty sure that everything that had to do with Indiana Jones 4 was not approved by Spielberg or Harrison Ford but just for like whatever the fuck George Lucas 
we want to make this movie. Uh, sidebar, after just like not binging because I spread it out over two days, after watching all three of the Backs of the Futures, I like two and three more than I remembered liking them. I don't know if it's just like that like excitement of seeing them available or what. I, or you just people, finally realize we're living in that uh, <laughs> that Biff Tannen universe now? People shoot on two, but I love two. Two's and yes, pretty like, great. Going to that alternate future is a downer, but the whole end part where he, there, he's in the first movie is fantastic. Um, no, that that's all fantastic. And then just... Like the time machine and time travel logic where it's like, well, no, we can't go back now because we're going to be in this time frame. So now we have to go back to a point beyond that. And it's like, it all makes sense when you're hearing it. But like, even after growing up with that, like that and those movies, I'm just like, oh my gosh, this makes so much sense. Like, they're so good. And, and then like, and like, well, you got to buy, <laughs> you, you can't look like yourself. You got to buy, uh, you know, uh, alternate costume and he's just a fedora in a leather coat <laughs> mm-hmm. and he's got sunglasses on he's still running around hey. the dance Ooh la hey, la. I think that guy, Ooh la I la. Think that guy stole his wallet I think I stole that his guy wallet. stole your wallet uh all right these, these are last... my boys jules and Vern. Vern. uh last question for the first part hmm. which ghostbuster did not appear in the first draft of the script. Chris. Uh, I'm going to guess Venkman. Incorrect. Venkman was, Venkman was supposed to be played by John Belushi. Oh, shit, no. Oh, I, I said the wrong name. Okay, Paul. I'm going with Winston. Incorrect. Winston was supposed to be played by Eddie Murphy. Is it is it over? Did it stop, Chris? <laughs> no, because I know who everyone was like supposed to be playing, and originally I don't think Harold Ramis was supposed to be in the movie, so it was supposed to be Egon mm. Spangler. Because it was going to be Ackroyd, Murphy, and um, Murphy, Belushi. Oh yeah, Belushi. Yeah. Yep. So that is the Dang end it. of round Dang of round it. one. I see sh- you. I, I just movie. watched the movies that made us thing like three months ago. Like I learned so <laughs> much from that. Why didn't it come out? Why did I say Venkman? I don't know why you said Venkman. I thought it was Winston because he's like the everyman. Like I'm like, oh, <clears> no, because yeah, originally that was supposed to be Eddie Murphy. You don't need... Yeah, but I can't see Eddie Murphy playing the everyman in that. I think no. they toned it. No, I think they toned it down after he wasn't going to be in it. Well, they gave most of the good lines to everyone else that were supposed to be Murphys, because Harold Ramis came on, Ackroyd and Murph and uh, uh, Bill Murray. That's why, like, Winston is just kind of there. All right. I also like. Well, I like the Everyman character in movies, so I, I like Winston quite a bit. All right. So we are going to go into our next segment. This is worth two I points. I was going to say beer. I was taking a sip. I was getting ready. Oh, oh, yeah, we can go into our next beer. No, we don't have to. We can this all is a beer. Just know what you want to. Well, I don't care. Uh, Let's get. We'll get into the beers in the last section, which okay. is all about beer. 
I'm gonna take a sip though. <clears throat> I took a sip too. Okay, yeah, yeah. Go right ahead. So this but, uh, we are gonna... this called Brad Pitt's or lasers. No, we can't Brad call Pitt's it that. La- Brad Pitt or Brad lasers. Pitt. We're not. Gonna... <laughs> uh, Brad Pitt. Two points. And actually, to totally throw you off and screw with you, Paul, uh, we're gonna go with who, whichever item I list is younger, Ooh. not older. Future bride rules. Future bride rules. Okay. Stan Lee or the 18th Amendment, which is prohibition. Which one is younger? Chris. 18th Amendment. Correct. Uh, Stan Lee was born in uh, 1922. 1919 is prohibition. John Williams, the composer for Star Wars, or the 21st Amendment, which is the repeal of Prohibition. Which one is younger? Paul. Prohibition. Repeal of Prohibition. Incorrect. John Williams, 1932. 21st Amendment, 1933. Wait, so how how old is John Williams then? Like John Williams today? is old. Is he really? I he's, feel like I've born... seen him on so much stuff, like giving interviews about, like you know, just his past and things he's done. Like, I feel like he's pretty spry. February eighth. I'm like thinking nineties. I, I wouldn't February even say that. 8th, February eighth, nineteen thirty-two. John Williams was born. The twenty-first amendment was repealed, or re- prohibition was repealed. Twelve five thirty-three. So almost a full uh, year, two years. Yeah. George Lucas, the director of Star Wars. Thank you. A new, a new hope, or <laughs> the Declaration of Independence, or the Black Dahlia murders. Chris. I'm going to say the Black Dahlia murders. Incorrect. George Lucas was born on May 14th, 1944, which is tomorrow. Hey, happy birthday, happy George. Birthday. Uh, Black Dahlia Murders, uh, January 15th, 1946. Uh, just out of curiosity, Paul, what would you have said? Uh, I would have just guessed. It was well, what would your guess have been? Flip for me? <laughs> uh, George Lucas, because, and here's the thing, it's been the person every time. Hmm. Hmm. Paul's playing a no, game the 18th, in the game. That's incorrect because it was the 18th Amendment versus oh. Stanley. It was the 18th Amendment oh, versus Stanley. My bad. <laughs> okay. I wasn't paying attention. I don't remember things. The Boston Beer Company, Sam Adams, or Sierra Nevada? Paul. Sierra Nevada. Correct. Sierra Nevada was started in 1980. Sam Adams, nineteen eighty four. All right. So Bell yeah. Bell's Brewery or Lagunitas Brewery. That was Chris. I'm gonna say Bell's. Incorrect. Bell's is thirty five years old. Lagunitas is twenty seven years old. Wow. Okay. I didn't imagine Bell's being around that long. Like they. They seem like, you know, a pretty hip up-and-comer still. Right? Alfred Pennyworth 
versus Commissioner Gordon, and this is their first appearance. In the comic? In the comic. Chris. I'm going to say Alfred. Incorrect. (sighs) Commissioner Gordon appeared in 1939. And 1943 was the first appearance of Alfred Pennyworth. And actually, he first appeared in the radio show still after Commissioner Gordon's first appearance. Interesting. But plus side, you know what? Even if I get it wrong, that's just a question that Paul doesn't get a point for either. So, <laughs> ha-ha! Game in the game, Paul! You, there is, the game. you guys, when you have this, you can ask for... A uh, a hint? A hint. You can ask for the year. I will give you the year of one of the two people. I oh, guess I didn't make the that. Thing is with the buzzer situation with Chris buzzing and like whether yeah. or not it hit or not. Like, well, I think BB-8 is like- a little bit stronger. Okay. BB-8. Okay. I feel like BB-8 is right, a good we- choice. Like, I love my right. Obi Wan, but BB-8, he's he's there for me. All right. What? Well, how about uh, the second guess or whatever will go down instead of asking for the hint? All right. Yeah, but it's only one or the other. So yeah, this this is tough. Yeah, for the yeah. for the next one. Yeah. For the next one. Yeah, for the next yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flying Bison Brewery, local brewery, oldest craft brewery in Buffalo, versus Middle Ages Brewery, the oldest craft brewery in Syracuse, New York. Hmm. Paul, it's who's younger, right? Yeah, who's younger? younger? I'm saying Flying Bison is younger. Than Middle Ages. Incorrect. Middle Ages started in 1995, Flying Bison in 2000. All right. Wait. We're going to go. Wait. Middle 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 Ages is younger. They started 1995. Flying Bison in in 2000, five years older. All right. Last three questions. And these are all related to us. Me, John, versus the release of Annie. We both came out in the same year. The musical motion picture Annie. Paul. All right. Annie is younger. It came out after John was born in late April. Incorrect. I was born... April 29th, 1982. The release of Annie was May 21st, 1982. Wait, what did I just say? You said Annie was younger. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so Annie would, Annie's it younger. Released- Annie's older. Annie, Annie came younger. out in May 21st. April yeah, 29th. Which is after. You're born April 29th. Annie's younger. May. And let's May comes back. after April. Yeah. I'm younger. Right. I'm younger. No, no. You're older. You're older. March, April, May. Yeah, May happens after April. And he came out in May. I'm younger. No. You you You're were a month older. You were born. April. Oh yeah. You were born in April. <laughs> you're there, getting older, getting older, getting older, okay. getting older. Paul, May Paul, happens. You're correct. You're correct. Shows I, up. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's go back to the last question again, <laughs> where I said 
flying bison you was younger than middle Yep, age. you get two more points there, don't what you? Do you, what, what you get you two more there? points. I gave you two more points. Alright. So I got four Paul points. has twelve to Chris's. Wait, eight. I thought So I may I don't remember what Paul said, so I can't yeah, I can't nope. dispute the last one. Nope, he's he's right. He's right. Okay. I was sitting there like... No, no, you're right. You're right. I've been you're right. <laughs> I, and I've been drinking more than you. I know. So that's why, I, like, these last two, I was like, okay. No, you're right. You're right. You fought me. I I was okay. not. I'm... No. Yeah. Well, you Brad Pitt and yep. Laser. Yep. I, I, fl- I flipped it. I flipped it. me up. But we retripped everybody up. All right. Chris. Okay. Are we still going younger then? Just yeah, so I know. It's yes. still younger. Chris versus the release of the motion picture Halloween 3. Paul. That's Paul. I have to say Halloween 3 is younger because <laughs> it came out on Halloween. That I think. W- Chris, is that the logic you were going with, Chris? That was going to be my guess. Chris, what is the date of your birth? Uh, my birth is October twenty first, and I remember that you give me ten to one odds on his. Birth. <laughs> Chris, do you know well, that your your birthday is on a Thursday? I did not. <laughs> and Halloween three came out on a Friday, which was October twenty second. Ooh. So interesting because I, I was going to assume Halloween three was younger just for the fact that they didn't put movies out in advance of the actual holidays like they do now. Like the Christmas movie is going to be coming out, you know, the week before Christmas, just so they can be out in theaters to get that money before. So I would have assumed Halloween three was going to come out near Halloween. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. I thought it was going to be close. I thought it was going to be a lot closer on Halloween or like the day before. Halloween. I, yeah. When I was looking it up, and I saw it was the day after Chris was Chris's birthday, I was like, "Well, it's got to be okay." That's. I mean, that that works. Hey, Chris, thanks for giving me two points. Hey, you're welcome. It's my 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 birthday gift to you. Paul versus Star Wars: Return of the Jedi. Paul? Return of the Jedi is younger than me. Correct. Because I was born Cinco de Mayo, 83. Star Wars would have come out uh, May 25th, May 20th <sighs> area. Uh, you, you nailed it uh, on May 25th. Wow, I honestly don't know what the... Uh, it's bad, but I don't know what any of the release dates are for any of the, the Star Wars movies. Just I thought May. I just know that the original trilogy was right at the end of May. It was always end of May. I thought, and I'm. I thought you guys would have thought was it was May fourth. No, no, no. May fourth was actually. Uh, I just listened to a thing. It was actually about somebody's. Uh, uh, yeah, it was. I. I it was from. Um, Mr. Sunday Movies did a thing about it. I don't remember whose court. Uh, it was some prime minister from okay. something. Yeah, they took an ad out that somebody like won the election, and they said, "May the fourth be with you," like over in the UK, and it was that kind of started it off. 
All right. Yeah. Do we? That's why you come here to the Bag and Boardcast for half the facts. Half the facts. And we get half the scoring It's about starting that discussion. It's about scoring that discussion. Uh, But let's talk about our next beer that we're all drinking, boys. Ooh, but can I get a point total? Because you're marking it down. Uh, Yes, Paul, you have 5, 10, 15, 16 points to Chris's 8. Ooh. Honestly, none of this matters. Uh, it doesn't. Uh, Paul, Paul told me before when he was talking about uh, Arby's. None of this matters. <laughs> uh, but the next round is worth three, and uh, if there's a pause, you can ask for a hint, and I will give a hint. <clears throat> wait, 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 wait. Let's retotal Chris's score. I don't think that's right. How many I'm sorry. He, his have? eight and a half. I got the half. <laughs> the half was written down. Don't forget the half. I just circled it several times. All right. Eight and a half to Paul's 16. But, Paul, what are you drinking right now? I'm drinking a Dewclaw beer. Ooh. And this is their chocolate peanut butter porter. Ooh. And it's known as Sweet Baby Jesus. Because there's an exclamation point, so you got to emphasize it. you got to do a little uh, dramatic reading on it. This says, respect the fluid on one side. I'm looking for the ABV. I see that it can get me five cents if I return it here in York. And that's awesome. Return it in Michigan. Mm. Not oh, here it is. Six point two percent alcohol volume. Um, and this is just really nice, drinkable. Uh, we were saying off show when I was talking with my friend Chris. Um, I was afraid that I might have made the wrong choice. You know, this is evil. I think. $12, maybe $11.99 for a six-pack. Mm-hmm. I was going to pick up Makes a four-pack of Dragon's Milk. I was like, you know, maybe I made the wrong choice. But I feel like I made a decent choice. It's not scratching the itch for Dragon's Milk because of uh, that dark bourbon stout versus this sweet peanut, sweet peanut butter. Sweet peanut butter. And it's a mild chocolate like malt on the back end. It's such a good peanut it's butter good. beer, though. It's so much better. It's what I was looking for when I bought that um, mass the mass rising mass landings. The Gunner's Daughter. <laughs> Gunner's Daughter. It's that's good, but it's like um like a real nut flavor versus like a chocolate peanut butter Reese's peanut butter cup kind of. Thing. And that's this is a Reese's peanut butter cup made into a beer. It's delicious. It's nice. It's, I think, uh, very affordable for what it is. Um, I, I think it's uh, worth value. I think it's a good value beer. Uh, I would I would rate it a four. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually going to rate it a four point five. Wow! Uh, it, it 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 is the beer I judge all peanut butter beers against because it is that good and every time like this is like the first peanut butter beer i had and it nails it and everything else is a pale comparison to it this beer is head and shoulders over any peanut butter beer and even the um peanut butter jenkins i had like it still doesn't compare to what sweet baby jesus did to me 
Chris, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking a beer from one of my go-to breweries here in Orlando. And this is from Dead Lizard Brewing Company. And this is their Komodo Dragon Stout. Um, so big notes of chocolate and coffee. I have to say I'm not drinking this beer in its prime because I picked up two crawlers of this when I went to get beer last week just to have stuff to drink. Uh, and my original plan was actually to braise some beef in this. Uh, and the canned on date was 5-8. So we're recording today on the 13th. So we're looking like five days later. It's not what it normally is. There's nothing wrong with it. Like when you take your first sip, you just get like that nice, big, strong black coffee. And then you get that nice chocolate malt on the back. But it's a little bit flat. And that's on me because this beer originally had another purpose. And I just decided like, well, hey, no, I've had two big fruity sours and like an IPAs. Uh, I want something a little bit different. So I pulled this out of my fridge because I was like, well, their tap room's open now. Social distancing. They only let a certain number of people in, but I can just get more of this if I want to do my beef in this, you know, tomorrow or whatever. It's fine. Um, it's still not bad. It's still really nice and drinkable, but it pales in comparison to what it normally is. And that's nothing to do with the brewery or the beer. It's just on me because I I decided to repurpose it for something else. What was the date on the bottle? Uh, five eight. Five eight. So it's a year old. No, it's it's from this year. It, it's a crawler. I had it filled. At the oh, brewery. it's a crawler. Yeah, it's a crawler. Gotcha. Okay. So I was just I was a little. I was a little confused. No, no, it's okay. So today's the thirteenth. So it's a crawler that's been sitting in my refrigerator for five days. Gotcha. That should still hold up. I mean, but. it's just it's a stout, so it's not. Gonna, Did he open it and then close? No, it again? It, it's like something weird. No, it's, it's not crawler. open, but it's it's a crawler. Oh, a crawler. I mean, it's a stout, so it's not going to be very like effervescent or bubbly to begin with. But I think it just like just been sitting there because this beer is normally like fantastic. I had one of these, I think the day that I got it, cause I got two crawlers of it. Like it's kind of leveled out a little bit. Uh, and I'm drinking from one of my new favorite breweries, um, threes brewing, which I've been, uh, consistently getting beers from. And this is their Forevermore IPA. And this is just a really great drinking, grapefruity IPA. Oop, I dropped my pen. Struggling to find my pen. I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not wasting time for Chris to get back from the bathroom. I'm uh, struggling to get to my pen. Um, (laughs) But this is a very nice, uh, very nice, just great drinking IPA with a nice grapefruitness to it. So you like IPAs with, okay. So you and I, we've been talking about this, like I've been talking about it on the podcast for a while now. How I'm kind of like, Slowly going back, wanting more West Coast style, tiny, poppy. I, I'm, IPAs. I'm not. Are you still in the East Coast? I am still in the East Coast, but I'm not looking for the piney, resiny, 
bitter IPA. I'm still enjoying the grapefruitiness. Like the grapefruitiness of that West Coast without the piney resin. Like that. So when you say grapefruity, you mean the bitter? Like No, like just like grapefruit, or- ju- like a nice kind of grapefruity, oh. grapefruit juice. So grapefruit makes grapefruit ju- citrusy juice makes me think East Coast. It does, grapefruit but it's juice. not. It's not bitter, pithy grapefruit juice. That's not bitter, pithy, resiny, or piney. Those are like my favorite of the yeah. seven dwarfs, by the way. <laughs> resiny, pithy, piney. I guess those would be our seven dwarfs that would rest with <laughs> us as our that can, our description. That could be like a nut episode. Teriyaki. Oh, that's our next Christmas special, right? Oh, no, teriyaki is the villain. Absolutely. Teriyaki is the one that's is the one that spoils all the beer. Tries to get into the mines, the caves of where we're aging our beer and turn them all. Yep. All right. So we are going into our third Phase. Did we start recording? Yes. Are you ready, Paul? Should I start again? Yeah. You always record. Always, always record. record. And we're going into our third round. This round is going to be worth three points. Now, when I read the description of this beer, if you don't think you know the answer, you can say hint, and I will give you a hint, which will be the style of the beer. If you still don't know, and you say hint again, I will give you the brewery that brews this beer. But every time you ask for a hint, it goes down from three to two to one point. All right. So Are we wait a, so ready? You want to just ask? And these, how many of these do you have? Is it an even number? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. I have twelve of these beers. Wow! Split it up between Chris and I, so that way we can ask for a hint. Like otherwise, like. I buzz and then I ask for him. I buzz. And no, ask for no. Like, hey, hey. Don't don't worry about it. You're you're we're complicating just, it. We're just playing a game. We're just having fun. Oh, Are we having fun? We're having fun. I'm having fun. I feel like we've been having fun. I'm gonna take another sip of this dragon's milk that I opened. <laughs> So uh, we already talked about our beer, but what dragon's milk are you drinking? Because I want to hear about it. Oh, I am drinking uh, dragon's milk. Reserve. This is a rum barrel aged dragon's milk aged with chocolate, hazelnut, and toasted coconut. Normal um, normal dragon's milk is like 11%, and this is 12.5%. That's where you get your half, Chris. That's where it is. Um, and this is incredibly smooth. The rum and the coconut really... Change this. it all down. That changes the style of this beer. The hazelnut and the chocolate, I don't really get. But the rum. I, see, I imagine like the hazelnut and like the chocolate, like kind of on the back end, just like that kind of malt that coats the tongue. It's really nice. And it goes down way, way too smooth for 12.5%. Because um, you had put up a picture on our. 
collective uh, Facebook Messenger about that this was available. And that's part of the reason why I actually went to my beer store the other day to get drinks. Uh, this and then I still haven't been able to get the Founders Masagave grapefruit because I originally Ooh, wanted to go to side. I wanted to go to Sideward Brewery to get some stuff because they have a couple beers that sound really good. But I was like, no, you know what? I'm going to go to my beer store see if I can get these beers. Uh, so I am jealous and you know excited to go eventually and hopefully find either one of those aforementioned beers. Well, here's the thing: is Dragon's Milk you usually get the specialty reserve before us but we always get the founders before you and it's usually sure, like I, a, it's usually like a month before you get the 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 founders uh my beer store still has the raspberry hibiscus and every now and then i'll still see a four pack of the maple oak which was fantastic like i'm surprised that still exists anywhere mm. because the maple oak was delectable but that raspberry hibiscus like they still have like a full um, like presentation of it kind of in like their center stack in the middle of the aisle where you, there's like just cases and cases and cases of it. All right. So back to the game. So if Paul rung in and said whatever his answer is, like, so I read the description, Paul rings in and says brown sugar from Lagunitas. And that's incorrect Chris, you could ask for the hint, or you could guess yourself. If you guess, you'd get full, and you were right, you get full okay. points. If you ask for the hint, you still get to guess first because you asked for the hint. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, so Paul couldn't ring in on you if he knew. I mean, and that you makes said sense, the hints right? are the first. Yep, the first, first one is, is the, the style. Is the second style is the of the beer? The the Second hint is the brewery. Okay. All right. We are starting, and this is a podcast favorite. Satisfies your taste while keeping your senses sharp. Brewed with a complex array of ingredients, balance for optimal aromatics and a clean finish. I know. I hit, there was, I hit there the was two beats. <laughs> Paul, Paul hit the wrong one first. <laughs> I thought my pizza was ready. All day, I Paul. Founders. Correct. Wow. That's because I've been drinking that quite a bit. So I'm like, I recognize that. And again, you don't. This is a long one. You mm-hmm. don't have to listen to me. Finish it if you if you know what it is. A unique twist on a Cascadian dark ale style. Blank offers true hop aromas rival most IPAs with pungent citrus and herbal hop nuance, a hint of peppery rye and earthiness on the nose. Um, big roasty malt flavors with balanced hop bitterness and spicy rye offers a full and complex texture with a refined bitterness finish. A truly different IPA for dark beer fans. Chris. I 
Just the rye makes me think it has to be uh, Ithaca 15. Incorrect. They don't Ooh. have a good description of 15 that wasn't on the bottle. Okay. I'll take a hint. Paul? It's a black IPA. Yeah. Oh, you're going to take a hint. This is a black IPA. Uh, I'm Cannonball IPA from, uh, what is it, Seven Seas? Incorrect. Uh, Chris, I'm going to give you a small hint, which is not going to be a hint. A a Star Wars character. A Star Wars character. What? A Star Wars character. A Star Wars character. I I can't pick up on... All right. All right. Do you want your third hint? I, I apologize. I don't, three points? I don't get this. Do you want well, the? Does Paul, Paul can I'm, can I'm Paul sneak in? Guess, no. Can I guess or no? Uh, sure. Why not? No Lux Hamburg Brewery. Okay. Incorrect. Chris, I will give you your hint for one point. Okay. Firestone oh. Walker Brewery Company. Wookie oh, Wookie Jack. <laughs> Correct. Can okay, I'm sorry. Can I get the description again? Like <laughs> yes, because I say rye a thousand times in it. A unique twist on a Cascadian yeah. dark ale, black IPA, blank Wookie Jack offers a true hop aroma rival to most IPAs with pungent citrus and herbal hop nuance, a hint of peppery rye and earthiness to the nose, bitter roasty malt flavors with balanced hop bitterness and spicy rye offer a full and complex texture to a refined bitterness finish, a truly different IPA for dark beer fans. It's been so I, long that okay. I've had Wookie Jack. After knowing it's Wookie, <laughs> yeah, it, after knowing it's Wookie Jack and hearing that, I'm like, oh yeah, that, that makes sense. But do you have it written down? Because I'm about to search. When was the last time we like had Wookie Jack? You did have it. You haven't had it for a couple of years. It's been a while. I thought this would be like. I mean the rye black IPA. I was thinking Sierra Nevada. It's a it's a for a while, and then I'm like, no, that's not. It's a it's a it's a favorite of this podcast. Oh no, it is, but I haven't had it in so long. So uh, the last time I had it was November thirteenth, two thousand fourteen. Let's last say we checked into it. You had to. Well, I'm assuming because possible. I'm pretty sure when it came out in four packs. I told you guys that it was the last year it was going to be made. But see, there's the thing. Like, that's... There was, like, the year, year and a half that I stopped checking stuff on Untapped and just forgot about it. So it's possible, but I've usually been, like, really good about checking in on stuff. So 2014, last time I actually checked into it, like, if it was available after that, probably within 2015 would have been the last time that I still had. So that's still five years ago. That's that's a good pick. Deep dive. Deep dive. Fan favorite. Or podcast favorite. 
Another podcast favorite. Are you guys ready? Fingers on buzzers. Yep. Oh. Had, I had to wake up my phone. I'm back. Okay. It doesn't count. Come on. Expect, expect lovely, warm smells of single malt scotch, oaky bourbon barrels, smoke, sweet caramel, and roasted malts, a bit of earthy spice, and a... Skikilla of dark fruit. I don't know what that means. It's a kickback sipper made to excite the palate. Distributor's note, now available year-round beginning April 2018. Uh, Paul. Uh, that would be Dragon's Milk. What? Incorrect. 2018? <laughs> Chris. Available year-round? KBS? You're Incorrect. Who? I mean, Dragon's Box is available year-round. I'm going to give... I'm going to... Because I'm always like... I'm going to... I'm going to... All right. Before... It it was the distributor's note that made me think like, oh, well, Dragon's Milk was always available year-round. KBS was just like, hey... Before I give you guys a hint, I'm going to read the first line once. And then if I don't hear any buzzers, I will give the hint. Expect lovely warm smells of single malt scotch. Oaky bourbon barrels, smoke, sweet caramel, and roasted malts. Chris, are you still thinking of Founders Beer? Because I am. I'm still thinking of like Game Yes or Dragons. I can't think of the guy's the name, but it, I always call the old dirty bastard. But it isn't. It's uh, backwards bastard. Backwards bastard. That's my answer. Backwards bastard is correct. Is that with a pint, right? And that Ooh. is full. That is full. The th- that's oh, for that's the full three points, points. Man. like. Two points. Yeah, that's I would say points. that's a, only, that's a two points. I just read the first line again. John, all right. Yeah, but hey, we but we hey, both hey, we both hey, put our hey, guesses in. I'm taking I'm taking the yeah. point away. You got two Thank points you. for it. I, I was. Yeah, we we both put guesses in. Like there's, we both didn't know. All right, you had, yeah. had to dig for it. All right. Can I hear? I'm sorry. Can I hear the description one more time? And now I'm out <laughs> I need to. All right. I need to hear it and then think. All right. I need I'm, to think backwards. Do I got to read the whole yes, thing please. again? Because I read the first line again. All right. Expect lovely, warm smells of single malt scotch, oaky bourbon barrels, smoke, sweet caramel, and roasted malts. Backwards bastard. A bit of <laughs> a bit of earthy spice. And scintilla of dark fruit, still a kickback sipper made to excite the palate. Distribution, distribution note, now available year-round beginning April 29th, 2000. I did forget that Beckwins was also available year-round, so... Yeah, yeah. I was thinking Founders all the way yeah. with that, but I couldn't. Like, I was thinking Dragon's Milk, and then once you went with, I'm like, it's it's a 
Foundries because they, you know, expanded and started doing year-round off their seasonals. It was either them or uh, Southern Tier, but I couldn't think of a Southern Tier that, you know, would be that beer. Yeah. And here's the thing, is I didn't want to do a Founders and then a Founders, but it just worked out that way. I will. That's okay. Like, we're... I, we don't know. Yeah, I, you don't know. You and here's the thing. In a row, no more founder spears. One person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Fingers on buzzers. Yep. Because ah. get, get ready for this one. A stout with roasty malt characters intermingled with deep vanilla notes all dancing in an oak bath. Paul, Southern Tier. Uh, Incorrect. I was gonna say nobody else likes that no, beer besides like that beer. me. So we just don't, we want you. You need to sit on it. Eighteen months. This is hey. This is a beer sip. Mm-hmm. You don't want to sip on. Sit on. Chris, it's up to you, man. You got your chance to guess or ask for a hint. I'll take a hint. It is a stout American double barrel aged. And I give you a hint before I said the hint. Well, your hint was it's not. uh, You fucking lived in the state, man. Ball knows what it is. Paul, it, oh, no, it's still my turn, Paul. I, I got, I got, you but got I got, it, I got. You got it. You got it. I, I don't. If you had wings, you could fly them, with You're the mother of dragons. See, see, now I can't check in because you gave it away. Like I think like that's a just say the words, Chris. Say the words. Fucking, yes. fucking dragon smell. <laughs> yes. Yes. What's the, sorry, what's the description again? <laughs> Dancing in, like, a oats? St- a stout with roasty malt character intermingled with deep vanilla notes, all dancing in an oak bath. Oh, oh, I heard oats. Ah. Uh, no, oak, oak bath. Sorry. I mean, if I surprised, would was, have gotten it. was the two hints that John gave. <laughs> I was like, cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. I, Chris, I, Paul, I heard you get it. And I was like, uh, Chris doesn't have this. It's okay. Uh, it's a game. We're having fun. Yeah, we're having fun. Uh, you're having fun. I'm, I'm <laughs> done with it at this point. Go ahead. Next one. Uh, yeah. You know. Uh, 21 points to Chris's uh, 11 and a half. All right. Podcast favorite. And Chris, think you're... I don't fucking want your special (laughs) attention. Don't put me at the kid's table. Read your fucking hints. A massive dry hopped brings a feverishly hopped and well-balanced double IPA an enormous haul of hops deliver notes of grapefruit, lemon, doughy sweetness, 
for an ale of an ale that demands reverence. Paul. I'm going to guess Nimble Giant. Incorrect. Chris, I'm just guessing beers that we all really like. <laughs> uh, I, but see, that's the thing. Like, I feel so removed from everything that, that happens. Like, Paul, Chris, this is you can get you can get beers from from this brewery down there, but this is when we started drinking beers a favorite, a double IPA favorite. Chris. Double trouble? Incorrect. Uh, this is an imperial or a double IPA. Yeah. Yeah. We already that. that. <laughs> All right. Do you, you want to know the brewery? brewery right? You ready for brewery? Chris? All right. I'm ready. Figures on I'm the ready. button. I'm on the button. You're on the button? Was that your guess or are you ready? We're telling we're ready. All right. No, I'm just saying I'm on You're the ready. Button. Southern Tier. My phone goes to Southern so Tier Brewing. <laughs> Chris. Gemini? Incorrect. Paul. IPA? Correct. Like uh, 2X. Uh, it's a class it's a classic from us. All right, <laughs> Paul, Paul doesn't even seem sure about that. I I haven't had it in so it's long. It's something like, we go back to. It's not like <clears throat> it, it, yeah, it's one of those things. Like if I had a, had it, it again, I probably would. <coughs> I definitely I'd probably drop it down. Chris, right. I don't know about you, John. I'm gonna just no offense. So I'm gonna put you to side for a second. You, but Chris, I don't know about you, can, you. You can take a shit on my chest. I get it. <laughs> I'm not shitting on your chest. You, you did a great job. Yeah, that's called a Cleveland You did a lot of work. I really appreciate the work you put into it. But Chris, I feel like I have a word bank of beers that I have stocked up that I'm just going to keep on guessing. Like Nimble Giant, KBS, like Backwoods Bastard. You know, the beers that we've all enjoyed. Like yeah, Backwoods Bastard. It was fucking in the like, list. It was number three. It's also, John, you're not in this conversation. Paul and I are on the side. Also, Paul, I feel like you fucked me over because everything <laughs> you put in four. <laughs> How would I have known that John would have turned this against me? Paul? Are we all back? Take it back. All right. <coughs> I'm all back. Our next beer. A classic beer. That we used to buy all the time. And I'm going to say, I'm going to read off, like, <laughs> oh. I'm like, Chris has got it. <laughs> I'm going to read it. Yes. Turning my phone back on. <laughs> I w- I'm gonna it went to sleep. We, we like take a pause the for The flavor it. points that people could pick to describe this beer vanilla, smooth, creamy, sweet. And coffee. This beer is a rich, complex English style porter brewed with a variety of malt, chocolate caramel, black, and roasted barley. 
authentic vanilla extract is added after fermentation, which gives this beer yet another layer of complexity. Southern Tears Creme Brulee. Paul. What? And it's vanilla Incorrect. afterwards? And it's not Creme Brulee? Chris. I, since I get a freebie, I'm going to say uh, Rassler. Incorrect. Do you guys want to know the style? Already in the description. It is a porter, American. And I will give you. Do you want one clue? And it will still count as two points? Yeah, go ahead. I'm okay with that. Vanilla porter. I'm going to say Paul on that one. Uh, that's right. Oh, good. Incorrect. Like, if that was the hint, John. That was the hint. And I, I'm just gonna say, regional and local. Chris, I'm go. I'm hitting the button. Is it, I know. He hit the button. Is it, he hit the button. I've been hitting it. Is it? Is it Rohrbach Vanilla Porter? Did you say Rohrbach Vanilla Porter? <laughs> Yes. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> the hint was a name. As soon as Paul said it, I was like hitting it. I was like going for it. I was like, I'm thinking it's Rohrbach. All right. Yep. That's not a bet. I, uh, again, I haven't had it in years. It's probably been like six, seven years since I had it. Rohrbach Vanilla Porter. Not a bad beer. Chris, we used to... We used to we used to buy this in yeah. growlers. Oh, they had those growlers ready to go. The blueberry. They were just there. In the, the growler. All right. Now, I'm going to say, listen to this carefully. All right? I'm giving you guys a hint right now. Listen carefully. Brewed with rye, we caramelize the wort with white hot river rocks then ferment it with German wisen yeast in addition to juniper berries forged directly from the Finnish countryside we add a sort of tea made with black tea cardamom cinnamon ginger clove and black pepper which, uh, Paul dogfish head shanti Correct. Oh, good call. I wouldn't have gone there because it seems way too big to be dogfish head, but then at the same you think at the same time. No, Sam Sam went big. The description hits it. That was a Yeah. Oh, so good. That was that fantastic. That was the Paul baby. That was that was the quintessential Paul baby. That's my beer. That's your that's that your beer, Paul. It haunts me to this day. And in between these screenshots is a picture I took of my child sleeping in his crib. And then we go to our next beer. Are you boys ready? I say this only so I can take a sip of my beer. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a sip of my uh my angels. Finally, uh, my saying. And I know I'm going to drink three more because <laughs> I'm not going to just pour them out. 
Like it's. <clears throat> okay. Our next beer. Dragon's Milk oh. Raspberry Hibiscus, Paul. That was a hate pour. Our next beer. We have five beers left. Our next beer. Experience the magic of blank. All rights reserved to blank. Clouds of real raspberries swirls in this tart and tantalizing lager inspired by the good spirits and dark mysteries of New Orleans brood. I'm going to keep reading it. You're going to go, Chris. Okay. The Pilsners and Wheat Malts along with Vanguard Hops let the scent of berries in this hazy blank brood put a spell on you. Your answer. Yeah. Uh, Correct for three. I don't because it was coming together because my first thought, like after you mentioned raspberry was um, the UFO raspberry and I don't remember who brewed that. But then, like, the next line, it was, like, something about New Orleans. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah no, never mind. This I'll is... still pick up a six-pack of, like, a purple-haze just because it's, a, bit it's of, a good I drinkable beer. It isn't like, oh, the beer at all. And you chimed in way well, before I could. The first line is the experience, the magic of purple-haze with a little R with a circle around it. Like... It, 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 all the rights are reserved to perplaze. They nailed that title. Uh, Shati was the one that I knew Paul would get. Purple Haze was the one that I knew Chris would get. All right. Like I said, I'll still pick up a six pack of Purple Haze of like I go to this like my grocery store, like I go to a Publix, and like they don't have craft beer, like. They'll have stuff like that. They might have like a new Belgium sampler pack, but like if I see Purple Haze there, I mean that's a that's a bargatory beer. Like, mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with it. I'll drink a six pack of Purple Haze and I, I'll enjoy. I still it. love Purple Purple Haze. All right, here's the thing. All right, total twenty eight thousand people have checked into this beer this month. Nineteen people have checked into this beer. Total for all of the time that I've been on untapped, I've only checked into this beer twice. And now I'm going to read the description. Our international award-winning flagship, a Vienna lager brewed intentionally to promote and support Go Bike Buffalo. This is a flavorful yet approachable beer for craft. Okay. okay. I, 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 I heard you. Sure if he heard I heard you. Paul, you got I heard it. You. I, keep, I just want to hear the description. I, heard you. I keep reading it. I, I said that with Chris last time. I keep reading it. Dramatic, drinkable, alike. Chain Paul. Being yes. style beer, support that's, bicycling. That's it. Okay. Yeah, okay, 
Okay. I wouldn't have got that, so I'm glad you did. But again, after hearing the description, like, and then knowing the beer, yeah, that that makes sense. That checks out. Yeah. Okay. This Titanic immensely viscous stout. So, sorry, one sorry, one second. Sorry, you're no, no, cutting out. I don't know if it's it my Wi Fi. It was what? a robot, John. Okay. 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 All right. Am I back? Can you hear me? Everybody, I recorded this podcast yeah, it's better now. with yeah. a giant boob. Yeah, Did I'm you guys get boob. that? Yes. Okay. All right. Everyone, so that I'm a giant boob too. Okay. The description of this beer. This titanic, immensely vicocious stout is loaded with... Oh, Jesus. I am too drunk to read this. <laughs> All right. This stout is loaded... <laughs> I I knew, I like, I stout. knew I would get too drunk for this podcast because I was like, my kid <laughs> sleeps through the night. I can drink whatever I want. I'm going to drink this 12... Apparently, 12.5% dragon's milk. Boom, I'm going to do it. Okay. I am focusing on the words that I have taken a screenshot of. I'm going to start from the beginning again. Are you boys ready? Titanic. Okay. Yes. This Titanic immensely vicocious stout is loaded with... Manable flavors of chocolate-covered caramel and coffee and hide the hefty 6.65-point IBUs underneath a smooth blanket of malt. This is made with enormous amounts of two-road malt, chocolate malt, roasted malt, flaked oats and hops and i will give you guys the description of dark smooth coffee thick and strong this beer has been in checked in a total of 260,000 times 312 times this month and four times by me Chris, what do you believe this beer is? I'm going to say Founder's Breakfast Stout. Incorrect. Four times by Chris. Ooh, uh, okay. It, it's, it's a stout, right? Right? I'll, I'll take a hint. Yep. You're going to take the hint. This is a stout American Imperial slash double. Double American stout. Is it KBS? Founders KBS? Okay. Incorrect. Incorrect. Chris, do you want to guess for the two points or do you want to hint for the one? Uh, I'll take a hint for the one. Oscar Blues Brewery. Um, oh my god. You got me a cannabis <laughs> for Christmas like two years ago. It's black. How, would, how um, many fingers do you have out of your hands? Uh, ten fifty. If it's not ten fifty, I quit this game. I gave you that hint. <laughs> it's ten fifty. 
the kid the kid only has ten fingers. Like well, what else said Oscar Blues like <laughs> I knew he um, But no okay. so when you said um as soon as he started talking about the oats that's what sent me into like the, the breakfast sap territory because flaked oats. I, when I think like <laughs> flaked oats is the last, stout, it's like, the last like, four words of the whole description. But that's that's what sent me into um, founders territory because breakfast sap. Like <laughs> I don't know what I checked in on that on Untapped, and this is where all these picks are coming from. Oatmeal stuff's great. Like, I could have put that at a five. Paul could have put that at a five. I think it's better than any of his other beers. 1050 is a classic, and I'm going to very almost blindly take a sip of uh, the last of my dragon's milk. How many more uh, more questions we got? You do it. There are two more questions. So, Chris... Would have to get both of these answers correct. I won't. Don't put that pressure on me. I won't. You would have to get both of these answers correct to still lose to Paul. <laughs> I just think like it's too big picture. Yeah, like Chris, you've had so just many be like beers me and not have that many beers. And, it's, and, and I, I've <laughs> yeah. I just check into my beer so I know what I'm drinking. So, like, I can remember if I've had something And that's before. why I keep telling you to think classic beers that we've had. It's hard because yeah. you've pulled out beers from, like, 2012. Yeah, so. classic beers that beers we have. That I dropped my pen again. Drink themselves. That's the beer. God damn it. <sighs> the guy keeping score is way too good. <laughs> Last time I checked into a Southern Tier double IPA was 2012. It's eight years ago. Not one of my go-to beers would be something that registered when we talk about like our favorite beers as a podcast. Uh, I said, I said, classic beers, meaning old timey, and I'm trying to. Cl- to do beers that we've all had and we've all enjoyed. I'm sorry. I thought we all okay. enjoyed these beers. So I'm the no, no, nobody. I'm not. I'm cross-eyed trying you're an to asshole, lead. Yes. Nobody's nobody's picking. Nobody's I'm picking drinking, on you. I'm just. I'm on drinking the game a twelve percent dragon's hard. milk beer. Yeah, I'll take another sip. So I don't care. My, uh, so do it. You're an adult. I finished this beer. I have a child. I have a wife. I'm going to sleep in the couch tonight. I don't care. But here is our second to last (laughs) beer. So my top five. Are we uh, ready? I'm not going to get this one either. It's fine. top checked in venue is the playground on Martin Road. Because I used to live down the street from the playground on Martin Road. Why would you check hey, into the playgrounds? That's weird. My fourth most is the Key Bank Center. Uh, so, to watch hockey games. random. Uh, Next time I come up to Buffalo, I want to go no, see a hockey, hockey game. Just saying. <laughs> if, if hockey still well, exists. It depends on when you come up. Because, well, I mean, hockey season lasts like three quarters of the year, so it's fine. But I haven't get, yeah. been to a game since. No, it's Toronto. Paul, you and I went to that Bruins game. Like, was yeah. it Toronto? No, 
Paul, Paul, what was the game that we went to together and we sat in the nosebleeds uh, with my wife and your bridesmaid? Uh, that was the, we went to a, I don't remember what game was that, but we did, but we did that. But every other time I've been to a hockey game, I've had amazing seats, except for the time that I went with you. I've I I get to go to box seats all the time because I am friends with people who matter. <laughs> and I'm also friends with you guys. And here's a beer here's that hey, best And here's friends. a beer We've all enjoyed uh my friends on Untapped, have checked into this beer 26 times. Just putting that out there. Okay. Enjoy the clover honey and tropical nose, period. Simultaneously, punchy and smoothing with big body and a finish that boasts pineapple, and grapefruit, period. Blank is a hopped and dry hopped five different times throughout the brewing and fermentation process. Hops, Simcoe, Centennial, Cascade, Othumium, Dry Hops, Chinook, Simcoe, Armorillo. So many. I'm also, I'm gonna add the I'm gonna add before you guess, I'm gonna add I'm gonna add okay. the little things that you can boost on it. Hoppy, floral, smooth, light, and sweet. I think my wife I think my wife uh, I think so my wife came downstairs to yell at me for being too loud. Oh no, you're drunk. Um so, based off the description, and this is when we used to drink things that we liked, I, we really liked Ithaca's Flower oh, Power. Correct. Yeah. Nice. Yay. And then it was Chinook. Nobody, nobody drinks Chinook Ops anymore. I told you guys that off episode. Nobody uses that op. It's a Optimism matter. All right, this is the last question. Oh, it's been a it's been a long break in between this and the last one. Yeah. So, what are the points? All right. Chris? The the points are one who's been tallying the points. John Paul has ten twenty twenty eight to Chris's twenty. And a half. Do we want to say this last question takes it all? Whoever gets this right? No. No. <laughs> that's, that's fine. I, I knew I wasn't going to no win. Offense. All right. Well, I, I'm Slytherin, so, so I have, I to, have win. to win. Yes, the win. All right. So the last question, the last beer review caution. This is an intensely smoky lager. Similar to those found in Bangham, Germany. This brew was brewed with malts dried over flaming beechwood, which 
in part smoky flavors of aroma. Tasting notes include campfire, smoked ham, and bacon. Oh, nice, Chris. <laughs> Chris? This is the Jack Savvy. <laughs> Uh, this, is, this is the the pork beer. I can't remember. Oh, uh, ham in the water, or whatever we used to call it. I also just realized that I'm not plugged in for headphones, so hopefully that echoey no for worries. our listeners. But yes, correct, Paul. Chris. <laughs> we we drank this beer willingly. Farming hammer. Right? Firmingham? Farming hammer? Firming. Framing hammer. I think my wolf. I think my wife stole my pen. This. Oh, she, we told her, hold on to it. Keep it safe. John's been dropping hey, it. Chris has 23 and a half. Paul has 28. We did not put that beer at five, just so you know. I didn't say it went at five. But it was a fun beer for us that we were recently talking to because they're brewing it again. And I don't get why. It's not good. It's like the um, Community Beer Works. Like, they had their kielbasa beer. I, I I tried it. Tasted like kielbasa. I don't need to drink a full one. Like, you don't have to put this out. This beer it, it was split be between like three friends and never And... Never should be drank. It's like one of those, like, uh, you know, the every flavor kind of bean kind of situation where you put it in, like, a, uh, you know, you pour, like, th- four different beers, maybe six different beers, and you do, like, a uh, Russian roulette. <laughs> Who gets what? Here we go. I, w- I will say I would drink the, like, the ham beer before the pizza beer. Oh, oh yeah. Definitely. So, I drink the ham beer over this. Just saying, oh boy, it can't be that bad. It's not good. It's just hey. like a weedy, sweet, not great beer. In the bar trivia night, the winner is Paul. Do you have a team name? Uh, you didn't tell us we need to make a team names. What's it's coming up now? Because name is it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Wins just slightly over Chris. Your team name? Uh, five now. Dogs five. Thirty okay, reference what it, two snow dogs five. Whatever he just said. Uh, five now, dog five. Five now, dog five. Five now, dog five. Uh, and, and now we're all going to go listen to them. Uh, but Paul won this one. Sadly, head and shoulders over Chris. Uh, he just got those the right answers. Paul, do you have something to say to your fellow listeners that are fans of the Paul that reason he won uh if you're a fan of me i i feel sorry for you because <laughs> i know i am no fun but paul and you're you're I, fun on our uh site podcast also available yes. on this channel with uh word books with friends <laughs> you know what i love you guys too uh and i love you as a listener 
hey, thanks for checking us out. Hopefully, you know, you're okay with everything that's been going on in the world. Uh, hopefully, we're able to take your mind off of just all the terrible shit that's been happening. And if we are that for you, tell a friend. I'm not even going to ask you to rate and review us over on, on Apple Podcasts. It's not iTunes anymore. Or Cease to exist. Or wherever you listen to us on. Or Spotify. We're available on that, guys. It's That's still a thing. I checked. A, yeah, we're still on there. Just tell a friend. Tell a friend. Be like, hey, I'll send these three douches. Yeah, they're like us. You'd get it. Uh, fire of the ham. Is that really a beer? No. Wrong. You lost the quiz. <laughs> <laughs>